Welcome back. This is your girl, Sheila Renee. I'm so glad you came back tonight because I have some stories to tell you. One of them in particular. When I was about 12, I actually had a crush on the most gorgeous guy. He had the blondest hair, he had this tan skin. He's a surfer type, you know. And his a personality, he was actually really nice. I mean, even though the boys versus the girls, remember how you just kind of have that whole dynamic? He was actually nice. And he was always pleasant. Whenever he saw me, he'd always say, hey, Sheila. And so I just thought he was the nicest kid. And I just started looking at him and staring. And the next thing you know, I had this little crush. And I, of course, you know, you're in elementary school, so you're not really sure what to call it. But I remember going home and I told my mom, I said, there's this boy and he's so cute. And of course, she's like, oh, what's his name? You know, so I talked a little bit about him, but my whole thing was, mom, what do I do to make him like me? That was really all I wanted to do. Mind you, I have been friends with this guy forever, but for whatever reason, this crush happened and I'm like, okay, I need him to like me, not just like me, but like me. So she really didn't give me any sound advice. I mean, she was like, be nice to him, you know, and (laughs) of course, what does that mean when you're in elementary school? So I got this brilliant idea. Now, let me take you back for a moment. My mom used to wear this Noxzema face cream. Now, to me, it smelled really good. It smelled fresh. It was a little strong, but it was still like a really cool scent. And she'd only wear it on her face. So by the time I would come home from school or, you know, it had already settled into her skin and it was very subtle. But the jar, (laughs) this jar was like this bright blue jar and it had this white creamy stuff inside. So I'm thinking, I know what I'm going to (laughs) do. I got it. I got it. So I took the Noxema the next morning before school, seriously, rubbed it all over my face, (laughs) rubbed it on my neck. I rubbed it on my arms. (laughs) I rubbed it on my legs. I literally rubbed Noxema all over me thinking, wow, this is really going to get his attention and he's going to love me because this smells so good. (laughs) So of course I get to school and I'm excited. I can't wait. I can't wait for nine o'clock because that's when our classes started. I can wait. I could not wait. Nine o'clock. The bell rings. We all line up and we go on in our classroom. Now, mind you, this young man sat directly behind me. So I thought, oh, he's just going to love this fragrance. So we sit down. We weren't even in class for like five minutes. And all of a sudden he's like, what is that smell? (laughs) And I'm looking around like, who, where, where's it coming from? Because I'm ready to jump on the bandwagon with him. Okay, I have a crush on him. So if he don't like it, I don't like it. (laughs) So he's like, what does that smell? My eyes are burning. (laughs) I thought, his eyes are burning. What is, what is he talking about? So he kept sniffing and he was like, what is it? It's coming from up here. And all of a sudden I, it dawned on me. It has to be the Noxema because my eyes were kind of watery too. But of course, you know, I'm thinking it smells good. I smell my skin. It's so strong. It's so thick. I didn't even rub it all in. I didn't even rub it all in. There was like still streaks from where I didn't rub it in. 
And of course, I was mortified because I thought he's gonna smell, he's gonna come right to me. Like I don't have much time left. So I raised my hand and I asked the teacher, could I be excused? Cause I need to go to the bathroom. Needless to say, I went to the bathroom and took every single paper towel and just doused myself in that water in the bathroom until I didn't smell any traces of it. I rubbed my skin raw. I mean, literally rubbed it raw to make sure I had no traces of that noxema. So, you know, when you're a kid, you don't know. You just want to put your best foot forward. I mean, I spent countless hours trying to have like that perfect look, you know, the perfect clothes. You know, I wanted my hair a certain way. It's like, if you're going to give me bangs, they have to be like exactly like I like them. If you're going to part my hair, it's got to be completely (laughs) in the center. I mean, that's how you grow up. And of course, the magazines don't help because that's what you see. The problem is, as you get older, you still carry that need. Somehow or another, you still feel like, oh, everything's got to be perfect. I remember in my house, I had a beautiful five-bedroom home. And every room had its own color, you know, had a nice color scheme. Furniture was just right. And, you know, everybody has that one area of furniture that nobody can sit on. You know, I, I don't know why we do that as women, but I had that room. And I remember I would never want to leave unless everything was perfect. Like when it was time for me to go somewhere, I don't care where it was, if it was to the grocery store or if it was going up to the school for a meeting or PTA volunteering or meeting one of my friends for coffee, I did not want to leave unless every thing was in its place. It had to be perfect. The dusting had to be done. The beds had to be made. There couldn't be like anything on the floor, nothing in my peripheral vision. Dishes had to be done, everything put up so that when I walked out, I could just say, oh, everything's perfect. Well, that took a lot longer than I thought it would. And I was always late. I was always running late. Because, of course, I'm not going to tell anyone, well, I had to make sure all the beds are made or I had to make sure all the laundry was put away. I didn't want people to think, you know, that I was struggling with that. I just wanted them to think that magically everything in my house was perfect. All my clothes were put away. My kids were perfectly taken care of. Their beds were made nice and neat. All their little clothes were put away. All their toys were picked up. It was this race to be perfect. But who's perfect? I mean, really, who's perfect? I would cringe at the little kids that would come out in the morning and be drenched in like fruit punch stains or what have you until it was my kid. (laughs) I did a just this wonderful garage sale one morning. And of course, it started at 7 a.m., and people started showing up pretty early and I'm thinking this is going to be great. I'm, I'm, I'm focused. You know, I have all the price points on and like all of a sudden my two kids come out and they've got juice stains. At least I thought it was juice, but they were popsicles. And I'm thinking these people must think I'm the worst mom. Like I really would let my kids eat ice cream in the morning. But that made me open my eyes and I started thinking, If I think I'm so perfect and here come my kids with popsicle stains at 7.30 in the morning, how many people are just like that? And how many people have I misjudged 
thinking, how can you let your kid eat that in the morning? Well, brings me to my next point, open during construction. I saw this sign I was driving and it made me really think, there's a lot of businesses that close when they go under renovation. I mean, they just close down, you can't get in, they don't want you anywhere around it, they want everything absolutely perfect before they open their doors again, so they can do that big grand opening, right? Is there really anything new under the sun that we haven't seen? I mean, yeah, we can ooh and ah, but technically I'm there to eat if it's a restaurant, so once I look at your paint, (laughs) the fixtures and all, I wanna know what's on your menu. But I was looking at a sign earlier and it said open during construction. And that really made me think, are we open and vulnerable? Perhaps maybe even our most vulnerable. I mean, aren't we supposed to let other people see the real us? So if we close down ourselves while we are under construction, this this construction of life, what does that really say about us? I mean, are you really able to be free, be yourself, be at peace with yourself, you know, be content with who you are if you're closed off while you are on your construction or while you're under construction? It really made me think. It's like, I want people to see my real self. I want people to see that I'm not perfect. Like we are not perfect. And there are those days where we've got dust everywhere and the fixtures aren't necessarily put in. That's kind of like my life sometimes. That's kind of like your life sometimes. The dust hasn't settled. You're busy bringing new things in. And guess what? You're taking other things out that don't work anymore. But a lot of times we don't want people to see that. And that's where it gets kind of, you know, it gets really challenging, I think, for people to relate to one another because no one wants to be seen under construction. Everybody wants to put on the most perfect persona. But that's not really who we are. We are that that open during we we are those ones that are constantly trying to make ourselves better and we're those we're people that I mean and I'm talking about myself too but we are constantly trying to make ourselves better we're trying to fit in we're trying to be positive we're trying to let go to the negatives you know some of us have these physical things about us that we want to change nobody is perfect and I'm just thinking I want to allow whatever new ideas and upgrades, new people, you know, new new challenges. I want to be open during construction. I want people to be able to deposit things into me. And just like when you take old things out, I need to be open during construction of my own life. And I just want to challenge you as I'm challenging myself even talking about this. Be open during construction. This is the journey of life. And as you're going through it, there's not going to be perfect, perfect, perfect people. There just aren't. Are there perfect moments? Maybe. But for the most part, I think we are all on this journey under construction. And I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with being open 
while you're under construction. Just think about that. Just think about all the opportunities that maybe you've missed by not allowing something good to come in. Or think about the things that you've suffered way too long because you wouldn't take anything out. You wouldn't let anybody come in to take out that bad stuff. So my words tonight to you that are listening is turn your sign from closed to open. Let others come in. Let that light in. Let others see who you really are. Maybe the dust is settled. Maybe it hasn't. Maybe everything's not intact. That's okay. That's okay. Because guess what? The real you the, the structure, the, the one that's actually on this journey is worth it. It's worth the trip. It's worth letting someone in. So I just wanted to just drop a few little stories on you this evening and let you know that I definitely am open during construction. So come on in. This is your girl, Sheila Renee. Come back again where I will pour the tea and you, my friends, will add the spice. She's out.